0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service.
1: I'd like to invite you to drop a line in one of the 400 lakes in the Bemidji area. We have 160 miles of biking trails. Forest trails, campsites, you can even get your picture with Paul Bunyan and Babe is Blue Ox. And when your adventures are done, we have some of the best eateries that Minnesota has to offer. Plus, much, much more. And don't forget to check us out at the Minnesota State Fair in the Education Building. Bemidji, one step further.
0: We got a monumental show today. Bruce Gene of Rainy Lake Guides is in. He's got a lot to tell us about. We got the Bruce Gene bad, I mean, dad joke of the day. We got another Fast Five and Bruce reveals an hors d'oeuvre worthy of its own stick at the State Fair. It's all coming up.
1: If I had a bar Paul Bunyan
0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu
2: I'm Will Pampoos and Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors because Captain Jackson needs all the help he can get.
0: Well, we're heading up north to Rainy Lake checking in with Bruce G. to Rainy Lake Guide Service. It's uh, been too long. I say that, uh, Bruce, to all my guests because i got so many great ones to rotate them all in. It just takes a while to get to them again and it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's a good problem to have, i got to admit, but it's also unfortunate because there's some great guys I don't get to talk to enough. You're one of them. But welcome back. Well, it's, it's always fun to chat with. Well, let's, uh, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about what's going on up in your lake, because you guys have had uh, all kinds of issues uh, when the waters came flying in, and it sounds like you guys might be getting back to normal finally.
1: We finally, about a week and a half ago, we finally hit normal water level um, that basically started back in February, March, with excessive snow amounts, uh, very, very cold spring melt. And then ten to twelve inches of a warm rain that just really played havoc on Rainy Lake. And then, of course, when you have the warm flood of or uh, warm melting rain, and it, Mother Nature turns up the thermostat, look out! And that, mm. it was kind of the, the best of both worlds. It was the the highest flood Rainy Lake has seen since nineteen fourteen. Mm. So um, it, it surpassed the huge flood in nineteen fifty and uh, it was pretty intense, a lot of devastation here. Uh, you drive down the lake and all the crib docks, um, most of them didn't make it because the water just kept going above the weights that they had on top of it, just really sad. So, But coming back, people are rebuilding, we're making it through, and uh, there were no lives lost because of it, which is what you would think anyway, but uh, life is good back here on Rainy Lake.
0: Oh, yeah, that's uh, that number one priority. Everybody's good and alive, and that's great news. Um, And it sounds like the fish are biting.
1: Boy, you know, it it took a while for the walleye to get out on the reefs, um, but now they're out there, and I have to tell you, Kev, it is incredible. Um, I had, and and I'm going to say this, I had four Amish men out fishing together the other day, and we just did a four-hour evening trip. It was 4.30 to 8.30, and we caught over 75 walleye and if you've ever had a conversation with Amish men that are jokesters and pranksters and it's all very clean humor it was the best four hours of my fishing summer so far I tell you those guys caught fish they had fun they had contests and competitions um, you know it really made the life of a fishing guide stand out and uh, it was it, it's just been fun and that's just been a preview of some of the Uh, Great trips that we've had. But, uh, no, the walleye fishing is excellent. Um, You know, we're about an hour and a half north of Bemidji, about two and a half hours north of Brainerd-Baxter area. Come on up if you want some excellent summer walleye action. And uh, it's a lot of fun.
0: Well, i got to tell you, Bruce, one of the things I hear from guides all the time is probably one of the most addicting things about being a guide is just the people you run into, the people you work with, and, and the fun people from who knows where, that show up, and, and that story is exactly one of those things.
1: You know, Kev, I, I have this guy I've taken fishing, and uh, he's he's one of the most talented fishermen, and if I ever don't have a fishing partner, he will be the guy I'll ask. He's about 6'4", he fishes with his son and his dad. And we started fishing together about 14 years ago. His kid was just a little whippersnapper. And I was just invited to his graduation. And I never met the guy before 14 years ago. You don't think you develop relationships with the people you spend time with in the boat. It's so far from the truth. These guys are great. But the important part, unique part about this guy is he has one arm. Really? I say that because he is so talented. He feels everything. The littlest bite with his one arm. And he he puts the other in the armpit and he whines, cranks the reel. And, I, you know, I mean, I have four or five hundred dollar g loomis fishing rods i have four five hundred dollar stratic fishing reels um i handed him for the first time a thousand dollar fish around i'm like here you go and he grabbed it like nothing and and i'm like from then on i knew that he was going to be excellent just a great family but that's the relationship you build that's the, the fishing skills you develop and uh and you, you know you develop a friend for life spending a day or two or know they i fish with them a few times throughout the summer and it's just just a great group but that's the part of guiding that i love is meeting new people seeing new people and then creating friendships that you develop over a lifetime and you know if if you want to become a fishing guide we we need more guides but it's, it's you know it's a passion that if you have for fishing and for getting to know people there's no better career than being a fishing guide that's for sure
0: well, I tell you what, uh, it seems like we, we we need people in in all aspects uh, of the world right now, and uh, fishing guide apparently is one of them too, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely is. You know, the fun part about that, Kev, I know we talked a little bit before we went on air here, but you know, we I have the Lawrence live scope and it's it's called Active Target, and you can the amount of Uh, fishing progress that technology has made throughout the years. Um, This is the first time I've had it solid mounted on my boat. I also have the uh, pan optics in the front of the boat as well, but the solid mount in the back to see the amount of fish that we are. When I drive over a fish, it would have a line. You could just see, and they're all be at the same depth, like eight inches above the bottom or six inches. You would see one line on on your, your graph, right? Well, now, with the live scope, you can actually see dots of how many fish there are. And I I have a video where I took where there's about 20 fish on just a short snippet of this active site, and I scan over to just the sonar that 90% of the world still has, and you can see it says one, maybe two lines, two fish total, and there's over 20 below the boat. That's stuff that we haven't had before, and the amount of fishing knowledge that's out there is just incredible. The mapping has gotten better. The technology's gotten better. I will say, though, that uh, we need better battery systems because these new active sites take a lot of juice. So, <laughs> But uh, it, it's really changed fishing. And, and, you know, being a fishing guide today versus when I started 28 years ago, when I would line up a reef in the middle of the lake by a big pine tree and a tower off in the distance, things have definitely changed in, the, in that aspect, that's for sure.
0: All right, so you're a LiveScope guy.
1: I am, and, <laughs> you know, I, I think there's some discrepancies about it. I, you might know a little bit more about that than I do as far as tournaments and so on, but I will tell you about a guy that's not a uh, LiveScope guy, and Nate Gilkey and Dan Pfeiffer just won the big walleye tournament on Lake of the Woods. There's 140 votes. They did not use the forward facing sonar or the live scope and they did it all with down scan and side scan. So, you know, it can be done without, uh, and, and those guys definitely proved it. But they, they boated five walleyes on the average of 10 pounds wow. one day. So wow. they had 49.8 pounds in one day, you know, I mean, that's just incredible. That's knowledge of the lake and just knowledge of catching big fish. But, uh, I'm happy to say those guys are, are my friends and fishing partners, and, uh, and they're not cheating, if you will. So.
0: <laughs> they're, like, they're like playing football in leather helmets, those guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they have plenty of other technology, that's for sure. And uh, <laughs> I know they do have it are going to get it, but they just didn't use it that day, so that's for sure.
0: All right, well, let's talk a little bit about those uh, those walleyes on uh, Rainey. What do they want right now?
1: So right now, Kev, there we're using, you know, a lot of guys are still using the jig and a minnow. Uh, the smaller jig, the better. They're using a jig and a, sh- and a leech. Um, shiners are just about impossible to get as our leeches. So if you do come up to Rainy, um, there's there's it's been tough to get leeches up here. So call ahead. Um, I I also really like to use a Lindy rig and a minnow, and I've been using that lately, probably the last two three weeks where that's all they've wanted, just a short snail, about 18 inches. That minnow swims around. It's just a great dinner for fish, and it's pretty easy to spot walk right on top of that group of fish that I talked about earlier, you know. So um, the fish are also in the shallow in the weeds. You get a, a strong wind and can't be out on the main water or the main lake. Uh, pull a spinner with a bigger minnow, um, 6 to 12 feet of water. It's pretty easy bite there. You get a lot of walleye, soggers. And then, you know, those pesky northerns and bats hit on that stuff, too. So it's fun to get the bonus fish there as
0: well. So, you know, one of the things you you told me when we first started talking was uh, rainy was a great lake to fish when all the other lakes were, you know, into the dog days. Um, We haven't really had dog days like typical year because the water temps have remained cool and the bite has sustained, but it is definitely slowing now. But it uh, doesn't sound like it is on rainy
1: it's actually it's picking up and and I would say of the handful of guys I just spoke with the last few days, they're coming in with the most numbers of fish caught ever, and you know that the fish I think it took a while to get them out there just because the water was so like you said it was so cold, it took rainy a long time to get fairly back to normal, if you will. There was always this big current that was going through the entire lake washing into the dam, into Rainy River, into Lake of the Woods, and then head north. And now I think it's kind of stabilized the, the schools of shiners and perch that are out on top of these sunken islands and reefs in the middle of the lake are just thick. So that's a sign of a strong lake. We're catching a lot of little fish. We're catching good eaters. And uh, just yesterday we had about a dozen that were over 24 inches. So we're having good success in all sizes of fish, and it makes makes it fun to be out on the water
0: and you were telling me that uh it's been as busy a year uh, guiding as you've seen in quite some time so it sounds like there's lots of people fishing up on rainy this year
1: it is you know we and we had a few cancellations and people decided not to tackle the floodwaters if you will of rainy and you know a lot of the boat ramps were closed and and so now they've rescheduled and they've booked their trips for july august and september and the lake is is not overly busy. I mean, there's there's a lot of boats out there, but the our guiding businesses are are booming. You know, the guys that that are open and are free, generally are working every day that they want to right now. So um, it it really feels like the economy hasn't hasn't taken too much of a dip if you look at it that way. The amount of people coming up, spending money on vacation, hiring a guide, you know, doing the things, uh, it's it's really staying up there and and uh, we're seeing a lot of a lot of business that we generally haven't seen the last few years some covid but some just people were maybe saving a dollar or two so it's a good thing
0: i know you don't uh, do a lot of bass fishing but i gotta think the bass bite's pretty good right now too
1: <laughs> you know i just had a trip the other day i thought about you actually kev we was holding up a 19 inch smallmouth and i thought you <laughs> know Where am I doing a live video now when when Kevin, the bass guy, wants to go fishing? But um, they're up on top of the humps as well. They're up up in the shallows. Um, We were actually using tube jigs on top, and we got into some dannies. We caught about 15 or so uh, smallmouth that were 16 to 18 inches. And you want to talk about a heck of a fight. And I, I even thought about you. I was like, I wonder if Kevin would even enjoy doing this. And I knew the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, I like fishing whatever's biting. Uh, so I'm, you know, here, I'm here. I'm not a snob. I, I'll take whatever. If the dogfish are biting, I'll go after them too. So <laughs> later on in the show, much more with Bruce Jean. I promise, no more dogfish talk. Up next, it's our lake of the week. We check in with Jim Walters from the Fergus Falls Area Fisheries Office. I'm Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. I'm proud of the efforts my fellow guides and I make to help Kev Jackson
2: sound like he has a clue. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country.
1: Today, this is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country
0: Outdoors. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It's Fisher Paul Bunyan Country's Lake of the Week. We're once again headed over to Otter Tail County and checking in with the uh, area supervisor out of the Fergus Falls office, Jim Walters. Jim, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Kev. Nice to be here. Well, we're going to talk today about a lake that, uh, based on everything I'm reading, is very misnamed. Uh, Dead Lake does not appear to be dead in any way, shape, or form.
2: Right. Yeah, dead is uh, uh, a very good all-around lake, uh, one of our larger lakes in in Otter Tail County here that that we manage. And you're right, it is not dead.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how it got the name Dead Lake, but it it can't be based on uh, the fish populations.
2: Uh no and just a short short tidbit on that there was uh some some uh, tribal um basically some um indian tribes battled there and so there was some uh, death there, oh. um right on the lake shore
0: Okay all right well that now i understand well like we said there's a lot of things going on there's a ton of points and uh bays and uh some islands on the lake and all kinds of cool things for people to take a look at and an incredible fishery in there in particular very strong populations of walleye
2: right yeah so dead lake is like you mentioned it's uh it has a lot of arms we actually kind of considered the lake to be divided into four basins the north east west and the main basin um most of the basins are, are somewhat shallow. The North Basin is what we would consider more of a walleye type of basin. It, it's the deepest part of the lake um, and probably has the, um, the the best habitat, I guess, for, for walleyes. But, but, yeah, the walleye population is doing well. Um, there's some natural reproduction out there, but we also um, kind of supplement that, too, with some walleye fry stocking every other year, too. So... Um, so yeah, it's it, it definitely is a great uh, or a good choice for a walleye lake.
0: Well, I was looking at the uh, 28 uh, 2018 survey is the one I have and uh, you know over 7 a net which is a really incredible number and you know pound uh, over a pound and a half average so good eater size fish basically.
2: Right. Yep. Yep. It uh again it gets a fair amount of pressure especially early in the season for for walleye.
0: And it has a lot of those same fish we see in uh, of the vast majority of lakes in, in Minnesota. they got some crappie in there, some bluegills, uh, some largemouth, definitely some northerns. Um, what, do, what do we uh, see as far as the uh, health of those uh, fisheries and the sizes? So dead
2: is really, um, I would have to say, um, most notably known for the panfish. Quality bluegills, you know, a number of fish over 8 inches out there. Um, quality crappies, you know, over 10, 11 inches. Um, like I mentioned, the the lake itself has a lot of shallower areas, uh, a lot of vegetation, uh, emergence like bulrush. So a lot of spawning habitat for those species, um, um, bluegills, bass, and, and crappies. Um Pike, uh, high numbers and small size. If anything is uh, a negative out there, is you you probably will get pestered by small northern pike. Um, it's just something that because of the available habitat out there for pike, uh, they definitely take advantage of it and, and their numbers are, are really high.
0: Um,
2: bass size is good? Bass size is good, yeah. There's a lot of uh, bass fishing pressure. There's a number of tournaments that are permitted out there over the, the course of the year. So um, it is definitely um, um, a lake that's really suitable for largemouth bass.
0: And just looking at the size of the lake and, and you know kind of where it's at, I'm guessing it, it does get plenty of pressure and probably has you know a lot of development on it and a lot of uh, recreational boating too.
2: So as far as the development, it's actually, it has the highest level of protection as far as development um, building standards. It's considered a natural environment lake. So there really isn't on, you know, a per shoreline surface area, there isn't really a lot of development on the lake. Um, There are areas where you can look down and not see any, any homes or cabins or anything, so it does kind of give you that um, more of a, you know, natural kind of experience. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of a plus in that way.
0: Does it get a lot of traffic on it, though?
2: Uh, it has three um, public accesses, and, you know, it's, it's seasonal. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, in the spring, um, when the panfish are up shallow, too, you'll see it get um, really a lot of pressure, Later on in the summer, it kind of tapers off, and you know, besides the resort pressure, there's a number of resorts on the lake. Um, you know, you'll see the the, the bass tournament pressure mainly, um, but uh, but it does, you know, it does get its fair share. Again, we're we're kind of blessed with so many lakes in Ottertail County, fishable lakes that are close together. That it isn't like there's one lake within an hour's drive that people always you know go to so a lot of our pressure is really dispersed among a number of our good lakes
0: yeah that is uh you know there's a pretty much what i would consider paul bunyan country the brainerd alec your area um bemidji you know park rapids grand rapids that whole swath of lakes country has that going for it just lake after lake after lake and uh, a lot of them you know, don't get fish very much at all. But all you know, other than those those few gems that everybody's heard of and wants to be on at least once a year, a lot of them just get a, a decent amount of pressure and, and helps keep that health.
2: Right. I mean, my definition of pressure would be different than probably an area soup down in the metro area. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's all kind of relative. But uh, um, yeah, it's a it's a good situation to be in up here.
0: Does it get a lot of uh, ice anglers out there? Uh, It does. It does have a a fair amount. Um,
2: You know, each basin kind of has its own little, whatever, community. Um, It isn't, uh, um, I guess I shouldn't say, I wouldn't say that it is a destination lake for winter fishing, but um, there is, you know, that local pressure. People that, that know about it um, might be out there angling for the panfish. Um, there's a little bit of spearing that goes on, but I would mentioned that there's quite a few small northern pikes. So, so that's pretty limited. Um, but it does get some, some winter pressure. Again, you know, pressure is relative based on, on the number of lakes that we have.
0: It's um, again a good lake with some, lots of opportunities to fish for those who aren't familiar. Whereabouts in the county is it? And uh, well, you mentioned there are three different uh, accesses, so plenty of ways to get on there. But where are we going to find the lake?
2: So the lake itself is located pretty much straight or dead center in Ottertail County. Where um, you know we can use Ottertail Lake as kind of the the, the uh, home point. And Dead Lake is oh maybe about ten miles northeast of Ottertail Lake, so not very far away. Um, good roads to get there. A couple of the accesses you do have to take gravel to, to get to them. Um, the accesses have plenty of parking, um, and the accesses themselves are are in really good shape. These are these are um, DNR managed uh, public accesses.
0: Any concerns about anything on the lake?
2: You know, no concerns. I guess I'll mention zebra mussels were, um, in 2019, it was listed as infested for zebra mussels. Um, so that's fairly new. Um, again, we can, we'll can we be monitoring the fish populations. We do surveys out there every three years. And so we'll be able to kind of keep tabs on potential impacts of, of zebra mussels um, out there on, uh, on Dead Lake.
0: It is Dead Lake, our Lake of the Week in Honortel County. We have uh, Jim Walters, the area supervisor out of the Fergus Falls office, with the details. Jim, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Kel. Coming up next, we check back in with Bruce Jean. He's got to endure another fast five, and we have to endure a Bruce Jean dad joke of the day. I'm bro
2: Rosedal, proud to help educate Kevin Jackson on Paul Bunyan Country
0: Outdoors. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu
2: I'm Chuck Haffey Leisure Outdoor Adventures
0: and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Bruce Dean of Rainy Lake Guides is my guest today and Bruce, the Bass Anglers will be heading up there next weekend. Uh, I-Falls Tournament's coming so a lot of the year uh, old cohorts from uh, northern and Tackle can be up there battling.
1: Yes, they are. In fact, I believe I just saw the Peter- Petersons um, you know my boat cruises at about 45 and i think the peterson's passed me doing about 90 <laughs> so they got they got the best equipment around and uh, i'm sure they're going to be right up there in the top leaderboard with some of the locals that we have here too so but it's a great time if you want to come down for a great show the i falls bass tournament they put on a show and a half and, and you know they have the parade through the t- well, they have the parade through town and then they have the parade through the tent and, and uh, during the the final days it's incredible, and, and it's so fun to be a part of it and see the energy in town, and uh, it's worth it if you want to make a drive up for it. That's for sure.
0: Oh yeah, well, I would expect uh, you know as we are you know in the back half of August now that uh, we're going to be into the fall bite pretty soon, and I'm sure rainy is pretty spectacular then as well.
1: It is, you know, the fish, they, you know, the head of the deeps. They, you know, they're thirty to I don't know forty four feet. They go on the mud flats that's where those bait fish are, are sinking down deeper. And these fish are really gorging before they take that long winter nap, if you will. Um, I also s- spent some time on Gull Lake in the Brainerd area, and I know there's a few there, um, uh your listeners, in the Brainerd and Baxter area. We have some wonderful fall trips out there. And, and if you're interested in going on a fishing trip there, get a hold of me because we... Well, last year was a 31 and a half inch walleye that we, we boated, and uh, many others that were over 28. So it's, it's a great lake for big fish, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So uh, the fall bite is probably one of my favorites, and looking forward to getting into it full swing here.
0: Are you seeing lots of uh, lots of sizes, lots of year classes out there?
1: You know, we really are. And, and the, the part about Rainy that we have, um, you know, it's all natural, there's no added added. Um, you know, fingerling or fry. The DNR is 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 believing that Rainy Lake can, can self sustain and it doesn't need any addition to it. With that said, uh, even even today in our guide trip, we caught six to eight inches. We caught ten to twelve, and then we had nice thirteen to fifteen inches that we put in the live well. And then, of course, you get the slot size as well. Um, in fact, one four-hour trip just a few days ago, a seventh-grade girl, right? Her name was Alyssa. She put a twenty-eight, a twenty-six, and a twenty-five-inch walleye in the boat in a four-hour trip. Wow! So there, it's it's we're seeing all sizes, and and uh, you know the lake looks really healthy when you see a lot of these smaller fish being caught now too. So
0: that seems to be kind of a trend. Uh, I've heard from pretty much everybody on every lake; they are seeing lots of sizes, lots of year classes. So it looks like. Minnesota fishing, Paul Bunyan Country fishing is going to be in pretty solid shape for a number of years.
1: I I hear that too, and just you know, listening to Brosdahl's reports and you know the other guides around the area with Toby and Frito, and you know they're they're having good results in all the lakes, and and uh, you know I think we're at a point now where our limits and our um our ability to catch and release fish is there. And I love to see that people are letting these bigger ones go. You know, they have 27, 28, 29-inch walleye or 30s. These people that, that usually would have kept them and put them on the wall, they're letting them go and doing replica mounts. And I can't, I can't encourage people enough to keep putting those big ones back because once you want your son or daughter or your, you know, catch that in a year or two when it's another inch or two bigger. And, you know, I think a lot of people are doing that now. We're not killing those big fish that they usually were. Take a picture, get a replica mount. They last longer anyway, and they look better. So
0: that <laughs> that, is, that's, that's true. Well, Bruce, it's time. Time for the Bruce Jean dad joke of the day.
1: Well, you know, I think what do you get, Kev, when four men go fishing and one comes back, not catching anything.
0: I don't know. What do you get?
1: Three men and a baby. Oh. Or wait, maybe it could be three men and Kev.
0: Oh. <laughs> Ouch. All oh, right. It's not that funny. It's also not that inaccurate. <laughs> Well, listen, if we're going to go fishing uh, for walleyes this time of year, uh, rainy, of course, uh, or elsewhere, what, what should we be doing? Where should we be looking? What do we need to have in the boat?
1: Absolutely. You know, and and there are very few boats that don't have accurate and effective sonar on them now. And trust and use your sonar. You know, talk to the local guys that are fishing there, um, you know, The question to ask is, you can ask them if they're biting. Of course, everyone's going to say yes, right?
0: Mm -hmm. The question you
1: need to ask is what depth are they biting at? Because we're seeing fish in 20 feet, 25 feet, 28 feet, and, you know, all depths, even 36, 38. The fish that were biting, even this morning, were 31 feet, period. You go to 32, and those fish wouldn't bite. 29, they wouldn't bite. The 31-foot depth was crucial ask that question where are they biting and i don't know many guys that aren't gonna are gonna tell you the wrong depth but you know find out where they're biting use your sonar and if if you don't see them on your sonar they're not there you know trust your sonar and and fish where they're at get out on the mid mid lake humps and structures that's going to be your best bet for finding on the fish especially on rainy um, also on other lakes in the area as well so I know Bemidji has great structure. Um, you know, you get the gull and vermilion, um, awesome structure there. That, that trust your sonar, look for it, and then bring everything. You know, bring your minnows, bring your leeches, even try the crawlers that are out there. And uh, you know, sometimes they just they want one thing only. So I hate to say it, but it gets expensive. Bait's gone up a lot. Bring everything, support the bait stores, and and uh, do it all.
0: We know that the uh, the fall bite is is one of the best of the year. Is there a water temp or something that tells you okay it's fall time?
1: It is, you know, and and when our temp hits about sixty here on rainy fifty eight to sixty, we know there's going to be a turnover. And when that thermal climb that turnover, you can actually see the line on your graph. Turn your sens- sensitivity up, and you'll see it about twenty eight feet down or so, and that means that we're going to have a turnover right before that. And then after that, you're going to have a big bite. And, and so, um, you know, that's, that's a, a common temperature that I really like to see. Um, hopefully we don't see it for a while because we don't need winter yet. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we could still use the thermostat turned up a little bit. But um, that's a good, good temp to see with that. And then, of course, once you hit that certain depth, the crappie bite turns on in the shallows as well. And There's just, there's just a lot of good fishing coming up in the fall, that's for
0: sure. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, Bruce, are you ready for the latest Fast Five?
1: I am, absolutely.
0: What's up? Fast Five. All right, here we go. Question number one, dogs or cats?
1: Without a doubt, you got to have a chocolate lab dog, yep.
0: But you go hunting too, right? You bet. Yeah, that's, people who hunt, that's like automatic for them.
1: Yeah. Right, but I'm not against the old cat either. We had one for 17 years. Yeah, We'll talk
0: about that later Okay uh, Question number two What is your favorite movie of all time?
1: Oh, oh favorite movie You stumped me on that one I really like the Young Guns crew But the newest Hot Gun was excellent too So um, I'm leave you at those two
0: Okay, alright Question number three Hard water or soft water?
1: Oh boy, gotta go soft water so much more movement and ability, but gosh, I do love ice fishing too, though. So I feel like a politician all the time.
0: Well, it's not even debatable to me. I'm a total wuss. I'll go soft water anytime.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> all right, question number four as you are an educator, what was your favorite subject in school?
1: Well, since I taught science for eight years. I have to say, uh, definitely science. Um, there's so much about it that, that's key to everything. So, for sure science. There is no other subject. Yeah. Don't, don't tell my other, other uh, don't tell the other subject teachers
0: that. So. No, no. no. <laughs> you know, a lot of the people who are into fishing and hunting and guiding and those types of things, science is up there for them, you know, because. Absolutely. Yeah. It fits him with what they're what they're into. All right. Question number five, final question. Okay. You have been, I'm sure, uh, unfairly found guilty of murder, and you're on death row. You have to prepare your final meal. What's it going to be? You know, a good
1: old thick, juicy ribeye is hard to beat, but... I've had a lot of compliments on my Rainy Lake hors d'oeuvres lately. Oh. What a Rainy Lake hors d'oeuvres is, you ask?
0: Yes, I do ask.
1: It is kept, get this, it's bacon, onion, and butter on white (laughs) bread. I know, I know, but ask those that have had it and they'll be like, Yes, that is the best because as you're eating that, I'm fixing fried potatoes and fish and beans for you as well. Yeah. And then the, the best part is I cook the fish in the bacon grease that you're eating right there. <laughs> it's incredible. The best shore lunch ever on Rainy Lake. You'll you'll be impressed, Kevin, yeah,
0: someday. Oh, it sounds delicious. It also sounds like my cholesterol is going to hit 450. You need to take a double stat statin that night. <sure>. <laughs> All right. Well, I I would have gone ribeye, but now you got me thinking.
1: Yeah, I know. I you know, Personally, I I, uh, I can't say that my dinner would be my last, but, boy, it's pretty dang good. I think you'd like it, too. Just, oh,
0: no, it, it sounds really good. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> well, Bruce, if, uh, if people want to go fishing on... Gull or rainy and enjoy those hors d'oeuvres and the uh, fish fry with uh, Bruce Jean and Rainy Lake Guide Service, how do they get set up?
1: Sure, you can reach me at www.rainylakeguiding.com or my cell phone number is 763-238-7507. Um, you know, if, if, you, if you're coming up, just shoot me a message. Hey, how deep are they? What are they biting on? I'll help you out however I can too. So. But uh, go fishing. Life is too short not to, that's for sure.
0: You got that right, man. I do know that as I'm uh, looking at the down the barrel of another zero birthday here. So I gotta, I gotta fish you, more, man.
1: You're 40 next year. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I know. Hard to believe, right? It, it is. How old are your kids now? Are they like 45? <laughs> <laughs> they're They're not that old. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> They'll get mad at me. I think. Oh yeah, they would. They would. Yeah,
1: but yeah, yeah. right, right. Not you. <laughs> You don't care. I know. You're, you're right.
0: <laughs> Bruce, always great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time. We'll have to check in uh, before the ice forms.
1: That sounds great. I'll give you a fall update and some big sturgeon bite, too. So.
0: Another great show in the books. We'll do it all again tomorrow. If you're going out fishing in the meantime, good luck. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, b Point. Three in Brainerd Baxter and Kick FM in Alexandria.